This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Trondini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Good afternoon, everybody. My God, the championship is different, isn't it? I mean, what a game. They had 31 shots, 11 on target. We had 18 shots and five on target, according to the to the BBC. I've got no idea if that's correct or not. But bloody hell, yes, it was it was the quintessential roller coaster. It was the championship played in winter weather writ large, personified, if you will. It was everything that you'd come to to love and to frighten you to death and give you both a... Oh, crikey. Give you give your heart palpitations. What can you do? What can you do? Anyway, anyway, there we go. That's, uh, well, let's see what everybody thinks about it because, let's face it, there was a lot to unpick out of that, but a whole bundle of fun, really, I would have said. From from the very get-go, both teams went at it and it was end-to-end and it was to and fro. Neither team seemed to be particularly interested in defending effectively. Imagine what we'd play like, Justin, if we had a forward. Who knows? Who knows, Peter? Happy New Year to you and to everybody else. That was a good one to start the year off with, wasn't it? Yes, absolutely. We're unbeaten in 2024. Just point that out absolutely straight away. Right. 100% unbeaten. Yeah, it was a it, three goals apiece that were... Pretty peachy, in fairness. Even if they were, obviously, we will look at our goals and the defending and the the persistent. Let's play the ball out from the back bit. In those conditions, fair play for sticking to your principles and your guns in terms of I'm going. No, we're going to play this ball out from the back. But it's fairly it's, it's fairly accepted in football that you sometimes have to play the conditions. And but no, both teams went at it hammer and tong. We had f- uh, basically a lot more possession and a lot more passing. But I think they were a lot more incisive. Is that reasonable? Yeah, I think that's reasonable. But the quality of the goals, though, like you say. Andrew's goal, absolutely superb. Their first goal, that volley. Kone's goal, 
was just a crazy game, and obviously we weren't there, but that weather looked pretty horrendous, so uh, that oh. may have played its part. <laughs> it, it, it was horrific. Anybody who wasn't there and, like myself, is currently dry, feel for the absolute heroes. 1,459 people, according to John Marks, travelled down to Devon. If you are one of those, I was going to say give yourself, a, give yourself a pat on the back, but you'd probably be doing that with a towel for about three days, I imagine, just to try to dry out, but there were... Well, Did you see Hamer at the end? He was ringing his gloves out just before we took a goal kick. That's how wet it was. He actually wrung his gloves out before we took a kick. So that was pretty intense weather. It was. It was absolutely. It was absolutely. Now, we're going to go very deliberately here to to Rich WFC2 because I remember when we played the corresponding game, which was nil-nil, another draw, by the way, and it described it as a nil-nil massacre. Now, I've got no idea quite what I've just seen. I look forward to everybody's descriptions thereof, what you think it actually was. Rich, how would you describe that? <laughs> well, it certainly weren't an ill massacre. No, it wasn't. It, there's probably been the two most, I don't know if I can bring myself to say enjoyable games. I've enjoyed both, I'll say, I've enjoyed the two Plymouth games. I thought both teams seem to want to go for it in both games in completely different circumstances and completely different weather conditions. Of that, there is no doubt. And yeah, a crazy New Year's Day type of game with players legs no doubt going but I'm really fed up and frustrated and, um, is this going to be I, our I'm defending disappointed. I'm disappointed because I thought in that second half the game was there to be had and the first half was just chaos chaotic everywhere yeah the second half I thought we had control of that game yet with 20 minutes to go we didn't have our midfield on the pitch. We didn't have okay. Kembe. We didn't have Chak Vadatsi, who was having a smashing game. We didn't have Kone, who, after a little bit of a rocky start, really was playing well. In, in, fair, in fairness, Rich, Kembe had to go off for what can only be an AFCON-affecting call-up injury <laughs> mm, at half-time. Mm, exactly. That was what I was going to make. I was... I was going to make that point, Pete, and yeah. I, I was hugely disappointed because how on earth that centre forward that we've got stays on the pitch for that whole game. I'm so fed up for the away fans, the people. We're being cheated a little bit. We're playing with 10 men most of the game. I'm sorry. I don't like digging people out, but he does absolutely nothing, Rayovic. He was a disgrace again today. Cowardly attempt. When we're 1-0 up, a back pass that was terrible, he's the favourite to win that ball and he saw the goalkeeper and he jumped out the way and that was cowardly for me. If you're a proper centre forward, you crash right through and see what happens. He'd have got a penalty or he'd have got the ball first. He didn't want to know and that was from that point onwards, I'd lost it with him. And how Healy's getting 10 minutes opposed to him up there at front. I'd have even put someone like Martins down the middle or anybody but Rayovic. We're playing with 10 men with him and I'm really angry about it. And I'm sorry if people don't agree, but if you want to come on here and tell me anybody what Rayovic brings to this party, yeah, he scored eight goals. He scored eight goals from tappings and he's not even doing that now. He's terrible. He, he does adds absolutely nothing to our forward line and he is, and we're playing with 10 men and I feel for the people, I feel for the Livermores, the Hoots, the, the, the defenders that are frying themselves in. They're not great defenders, but they gave everything today. That boy up front did nothing, and I'm really upset about it. But other than that, fair play, Hamer again. This is the frustration that another five minutes of that game, we'd have probably lost it, where we were in control of that second half for the first 20 minutes. There was only one team that was going to score a fourth goal, and it wasn't Plymouth. 
and uh, and that's the disappointment. It's a tough. It's been a tough period, but at the end of the day, we've had two points out of the last four, three or four games. We've conceded heavily against Bristol City, who have not won a game since. And it, it's frustrating, and you just think. And I just feel that I've said it before, and I'm saying it again. And nobody's going to change my mind. I'm afraid we've got a manager who plays not to lose, and what he made, what he did today was he wanted a point. He didn't feel that he could go on and win the game, where I did. I really felt he could get on. But that last 20 minutes, I sat back in my chair. I thought, he don't want to win this. He wants to play it out. And it was so dangerous because we started losing those 50-50s and giving silly free kicks away on the edge of the box. Uh-huh. And that was the disappointment thing for it. But I thought on the positives, I loved Chat for Dats's game. I thought he was excellent, as I said earlier. Kone got into the game was playing really well. KM Bay was immense. So what you're saying, Peter, is absolutely true. There is no way on this planet that KM Bay is taken off for either tactical or any other reason, but something's been agreed with AFCON because he was sensational in that first half. No one got the ball off of him. And if he's taken off for any other reason, then it's an absolute disgrace. And and, and again, I just feel cheated for the 1,500 odd that have gone down there in those conditions. And uh, they have nothing but my respect. I've done it over the years myself, so I know how bloody difficult that is. But uh, no, some Ryan Andrews, noticeable, had an excellent game. I, I wish he didn't think he could pass to the statue in the first half when he had practically an open goal himself. But the goal he scored was fantastic technique. Magical goal. Fair play to him. A great ball from uh, Livermore picking him out. Smashing goal from Kone. Can't argue with any of that. And it was a lovely goal. The first goal Martins did brilliantly to pull the ball back for KM Bay to score. We scored three cracking goals today and we've come away with a point away from home. And that's not that's frustrating because you, you, if you're going to go away from home, a tough place like that and score three goals and still not win the game, it's disappointing. But there we go. We move on. It's 2024 and we're unbeaten. <laughs> it was the early game from the, the game earlier on in the season, as you said, was a annual massacre. This one, mm. and I've decided what it was, and this in no disrespect to either team. It was Plymouth are attacking. Oh, no, Watford have got it. Watford are attacking. Mm. <laughs> oh, no, it's gone to Plymouth. They're attacking. Yeah. And it was just end to end. It was madness. It was a roller coaster. Yeah. It was the championship. You can get games where suddenly the, we looked so terrified at every single time we were defending. We were seeing, I thought, quintessential val ball of getting your fullbacks so far forward. And then they'd hit us on the break because they were that much more decisive than we were with their passing. Whitaker gave it down that right hand side. I thought he was magnificent today. Yeah, um, it's great. Player. And really gave us a lot of uh, a hard time. A player who I remember calling out at our place who I thought his movement was great was Hardy who got the third goal now I have to ask about that question but we'll in terms of here we've seen the two sides of Hamer because horrible conditions to play in we're going to we're going to ask this question to the people who were there when we get a few people who were down at home park today because you had to basically watch a game in those conditions especially that third one at his near post it's quite far out hoots kind of charging out could he have done better there or am i just simply being picky and look at the other many saves that he made you let me know you let me know because i want to see from that want to see about that but Oh, it was championship football writ large. Thank you very much, Rich. Have a great <laughs> evening, sir. That's, that's a yeah, Rich. Thank you, guys. Cheers, mate. That saved Rich another fortune of taking uh, Mrs. WFC2 out, which, as we know, he has to do. It's contractually obliged every time we score five goals. So let's be honest, he was probably quite relieved there, I should imagine. There we go. Let's go. Let's get to Alan. Then we're going to go to 
Wendover. We're going to go to Paul Holly. We're going to go to Jason. Then we're going to go to John. And we're going to go, oh, no, we might change that because Paul Fiander Turner's there. And I know he was there and he's probably still very wet. First of all, though, let's go to Alan Lathwell. Alan, sir, how are we doing? I'm not really sure how to follow that, mate, to be honest. I think if you're going to moan about a game like that after such falling entertainment, football's not for you. End of. Mm. I'll say nothing more on that. I'll just focus on my own view. Yeah, it was it, it was completely bonkers. A game that, that's ended with a, a combined total shot count. I think it was 46 in the end. It's just absolutely mad. I've not been to Home Park for a long time, but I know Home Park is uh, partisan, to say the least. And, and on New Year's Day in conditions resembling a monsoon, <laughs> yes, we took the lead, but at the end of the day, we've fall, fallen behind twice. We've come back twice. Two young kids have scored. We've created a hat full of chances. Yeah, it's frustrating to concede three goals, but bottom line is one of the reasons why we all love football is because it gives us special games and special moments. And today's just one of them. And I just I can't figure out for the life of me how you can moan after that, to be honest. I think, we, I think all, we, we all want to win every we all want to win every game, but, but it's not gonna happen. It's how you look through it. And it's a question of, of which perspective you look at. You look at scoring yeah. three goals away from home or you look at scoring three goals away from home, you should go and get three points. But it's, we, we know what it is. It's a roller coaster. Always has been, yeah, yeah. always will be. And I just love your description of it. Bonkers. And I'll have that in the championship absolutely all day, every day and twice on Saturdays over over the Premier League. I don't care what anybody says and I appreciate it and I'll be chanting and cheering as much as possible when we get promoted. Of course I am. Because number one, I'm a colossal hypocrite. But secondly, yeah. it'll be, it's what you've got to try to aspire to do. But I love the championship. It's nutty. The, the, thing, is, the, the thing is, Pete, over the last couple of years, it's been really difficult to get engaged with it because... Not only have we not played well over the last couple of years, there actually hasn't been that many decent games either. And what we do have, whatever the view you have of it, is we have a team that uh, is given 100%. And, yeah, they're going to make mistakes in games. They've made mistakes today at times that... that the defending was suicidal. The, the midfield at times was quite vacant. Yeah. But what we have got is we've got a group of lads that just keep going. And the basis of a, of a very promising future, I hope, for the club, because so much has been said, and we echo the point literally every week, but it's been that miserable over recent years. We've finally got something we can get behind with a manager that we can get behind. And it just... I feel really infused about today it, it, because it, it's the love of the game. You can break down the game and, and moan about individual errors and why didn't we do this and why didn't we do that? But the bottom line is we want to be entertained and and, um, and that was just a great advert for the Championship today. And following it on Sky Sports News, you knew it was a good game because the reporter they had at the game was just so infused by what he said. He said it was the best half, first half of football he'd seen all season. It's, yeah, it, lots, lots to be, lots to enjoy today. Yes, the result is perhaps in some respects a little frustrating, but my God, if you can't enjoy football after a game like that, seriously, have a word. Another phrase we've used a lot recently is this time last season we would have lost that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
and we certainly probably wouldn't have got a draw. So for me, like you just said, it's now having a team we can believe in. I'm actually enjoying going to football again now, which I haven't done for maybe two, three seasons. <laughs> Justin, tell what, your face. Why are you sniggering, Mr. <laughs> Renner? Uh, I'm, I'm just saying, t- tell your face occasionally. Oh, that's all. <laughs> you can't see my face. I sit in front of you. I can, because every time we go one or two nil down, you turn around and stare up at me and go, see? It's going to be one bit. Positive. Do, do, do you know what? As well, you, you're right, Justin. Everything you've just said, but what a difference it's made for the like the likes of Kayembe, Coney, Ryan Andrews to get their first goal this season. And suddenly, I know Ryan Andrews only got his second goal this season today, but in case of the other two, they seem to be scoring consistently now. Well, what this a is difference the other thing, that a, a bit of belief makes. This is the other thing. At the beginning of the season, would any of us have said, "Oh, we'll miss"? Kayembe if he goes to AFCON. None of us. None of us. And I think we started the season where we had a squad of 24 players and combined between them, they'd scored about six goals. And so now we've got a group of lads that we seem to be able to, we're not reliant on any one player to get the goals. It's really exciting from that point of view. We do need to find a solution at centre forward. I think we've all recognised that. And yeah, we need to improve defensively, but football, I'll bring it back to this point again, is about excitement, and that is excitement today. We've got to enjoy it. Nice. I like it. Do you agree with Alan? Thank you. Lovely as always. Do you agree with Alan? Do you agree with Rich? Are you somewhere in between? Do you have another view on it? It's it's all valid. It's whatever you think about. It's certainly not what me and Justin think about. As you can see, he says he enjoys football. I don't believe him. We can't agree on most <laughs> things, which is why we go to intelligent people like Paul Fiander Turner. And I say intelligent in the sort of went to sleep at three o'clock, but was on the bus at seven o'clock to go to Plymouth and get very wet indeed. Paul, sir, hit your mic button and uh, let us know how you are, apart from just wet. Sorry, Peter, everyone's laughing on the coach because some bloke on a moped just tried to pick a fight with a coach driver to try and get ahead in the traffic. And I don't know if every punch decided a coach or not. Yeah, Welcome to Plymouth. So there you go. Plymouth, nice Plymouth the, the place where motorcyclists pick fight with coaches. I like that. Good. So, so yeah, so I, I was up at five o'clock this morning on the coach for half six. It's been a lovely, quiet journey. Everyone had a nice little sleep. But, but yeah, there's a bit of a buzz on the coach coming back because the team put in a shift. The defending was atrocious, but you can't get much more entertainment than that on New Year's Day. Sometimes New Year's Day games are nil board draws. That was a free all. Could have been seven all. It was, it was never dull. I've never been to a game before where the home fans were shouting things about dirty northern people before so that was that was another new one to tick off the championship <laughs> bingo list good um, good it's, it's but, nice but, to be somebody's dirty northern bastard i like that i'm quite pleased about that. yeah but obviously geography in plymouth and driving on mopeds are definitely not at the top of their uh, agenda these days Hell but no is that uh, some of the defending was a bit poor you could see they're a bit leggy yeah i would say though that i think we did go for it by keeping Rayovic up top and bringing Healy on to try and change the formation a bit and make try and get the win. I don't think we went for free all. I think we actually had a go for it. It just left us a bit exposed and they feel like had the last 10 minutes where they got those chances again through the middle. But most of the start of the second half, we covered that gap, really. It just was like that last 10 again where the where the spaces opened up. But all in all, fantastic championship game. Worth the 20 quid coach journey, 26 quid for a ticket for 46 quid on New Year's Day. You can't get much more entertainment. 
than that. So um, well worth the two hours sleep I had this morning. <laughs> straight out of bed after a party. Absolutely brilliant. And, and the away fans were fantastic today as well. Oh, kept, kept it going, even though every time we got back in a game, we let them straight back in it again. And they kept the singing going. It was fantastic, and despite course, the weather. And of course, you, you get to get that thing that everybody wants to have, which is a five-hour journey home, all soaking wet with another 35 people all soaking wet in the same conditions. This is excellent news. You'll enjoy this that. It's oh, and uh, one other thing, KMB went off at half-time. He went off with the physio, so he was definitely went off injured, 100%. Definitely. I don't think he can make AFCON, but I reckon QPR's a good guess. I'm sure I'm, again, Justin, I apologise. I'm being yeah. a colossal hypocrite. I moaned every time Alex Ferguson yeah. would pull out kind of England players out, oh, out of a camp, but I'm all for it when it's one of ours, obviously. Yeah. Yes, hypocrisy bought to you at no extra price. So in terms of you, it, it was such a bonkers game. Everybody there, Paul, you're there. Who was the man of the match? Oh, Livermore with a couple of those challenges and, and Andrews. He put in a couple of tackles as well in the first half where they were just walking through us. So it's a toss-up between the two of them. Andrews' goal was, I thought he was starting to look a bit tired and then he popped up with a little chip like that. So what do I know about anything like that? So it's between those two, to be fair. Uh, they were both immense for us today. But Ben Hamer as well with a couple of saves, kept us in it with a couple at the end there. What did you think? Obviously, you were at the end where uh, Plymouth scored their goals in the in the, in the the first half what did you think of the third goal and this isn't a criticism of Hamer but could he have done better at his near post and how were the conditions from a goalkeeping point of view I mentioned it on the pre-match on our group when I said that in the warm-up, he was dropping a few from that side because of the way the wind and the rain was coming. So I think it was hit really powerfully and that was where the wind was facing into him. To be fair, it it was a really good shot anyway, but he had the wind and the rain in his face, so I don't think he could have done much about it, to be honest. Fair play. And I said we'd, we'd only take this, we'd only take comments on this from people who were in the ground today because we just got to see the rain coming down and fair play to the ground at home park for that rain to be going on hours before it didn't seem to let up at all and for the game to still be played to the level that it was an amazing uh, match in those conditions yeah the, the groundsman didn't do their mascot any favours though because he came down to give it the big one at us and then fell over and his boot fell off oh. <laughs> happy day Harry Hornet would never do that. That's Pilgrim Pete. I know that's Pilgrim Pete. And uh, yeah, he's the kind of mascot. Your Hornet, that's your proper mascot. Pilgrim Pete. Really? Really? It's just a hat, really, isn't it? Not really proper. Paul, sir, have a safe journey home and get back. And maybe, just a thought, maybe have some sleep. Just suggesting. <laughs> we'll do, Peter. Thank you, mate. All right, Happy New Year, yeah. Lovely stuff, Andrew. And credit to all of the supporters who travelled down there 1459 according to John Marks because you made yourself heard which was excellent in that because as we've heard Plymouth are also pretty vociferous they'll make a lot of noise but you cut through that which was great let's get across to Wendover for of whom I was having a chat yesterday along with Alex as well on on potential incoming transfers now we were told at one stage that the club aren't necessarily looking at anything in the forward department Greg after that game what are, you, what are your thoughts on that and other things Firstly, Happy New Year, Peter. Happy New Year, yes, ha- on all that. Ha- happy New Year, Justin. Thank and- you, Gregory. You too, mate. You too. <laughs> and Happy New Year, everybody. If Ant is coming on today, I've got a song for him. Ooh. It's by Ronan Keating, and it's Life is a Roller Coaster, because that game was certainly a roller coaster. I thought you were going to say uh, it was you say it best when you say nothing at all, which, which well, would have been yeah. harsh, to be honest. That's fine. Well, 
Both are better than seeing Dick Dick Dion, personally. Anyway, anyway, back to the game. (laughs) Back to the game, back to the game. Yeah, on the Allen side of things, Rich is a friend of mine. I I disagree with you, Rich. I think Val went for it. I just think they were running on empty at the end. I think you've got to think about Friday night, and we played many minutes with 10 men. And I think at the very end, they were just running on empty. And it's good that we've got the FA Cup coming up because we can rotate and and get some gas in their tanks. Highly enjoyable game. And totally agree with Justin. Yeah, that team loses. We keep saying, we, we would have rolled over the last few years. We've got a team to be proud of, Japs. We've got a team to be proud of. Where I do agree with Rich is the centre forwards. Mm-hmm. I've always back, back said that at 1.3, he, he, he ain't bad business, but he isn't the long-term answer. I think that opportunity at 1-0 when Rick said he thinks he... I think he just didn't have enough pace, guys. I think a quicker forward would have got onto it and maybe poked it in or, or got a pen. I don't think he flinched away. I just don't think he, he was quick enough. I'm, it's an interesting one because I looked at it and I was complete in that moment, which was in the first half, the ball's, ball's playing away, and I don't think he has the pace. So I think you're quite right in that respect. But I think there's also something about being a man of a certain age, and myself and Rich, and indeed yourself, are a man of a certain age. And we will remember the big match and match of the day mm-hmm. when it was on, but in the 70s, whereby that particular challenge would see basically two foot, two, two studded feet from the yeah. centre forward going directly at the goalkeeper's face and it would still seem fair game. It, he's got to make sure that, and I, you can argue whether or not we'd have noticed it, but he's got to make sure he stays in the on, on, on the pitch and he can't risk that. And sometimes nowadays with goalkeepers protected as they are in comparison to the 70s, he's making a judgment call. He's making it very quickly. He's decided to pull out. It's one of those. What he then needs to do, though, is make a difference in the game. We've said about you know, Ryevich all the way through that he is a goal scorer, but he gives you nothing else at all. Literally nothing. And, and literally. therefore, if he does not score, he has contributed literally zero. And it's it's unfair because if that's not what he is, you can see the attempts that he makes when he tries to come, you know, show with his back to goal, get the ball and try and find a, a, a teammate. You can see him physically tighten up and not his body isn't in a natural kind of shape to do it. Put him, turn him around and put him at the goal. He'll it, be fine. He's trying to build something into his game that is simply not there. It's never going to be there, Pete, is it? Uh, I don't think it's ever going to be there. I think in, in, in transition and build-up, he's like a traffic cone. And, well, that's well, a is. great description. It, it, it just pings off him and it, it just hasn't got it. It hasn't got it. I am amazed if they're not... I think, actually, with a pacey, muscular, quick number nine, we win that game today. On opportunities we've had, I think we win that game today. I'm, I'm content with 3-3 because I've been entertained, good game of football, and I thought we a team performance in. But I think with a really good championship number nine there, 
Yeah. We might have nicked it. I, I like Hardy. Plymouth had Hardy, the number nine. He got the third one, but yeah. neither here nor there. It's not that. It's not his goal scoring because I, I called him out in the, uh, the the previous game, the second game of the season. His movement is tremendous and does cause, basically disrupts a back four. And he did that really well. And often getting the fullbacks forward, we disrupted ourselves as well in in some instances there doing it. But he was a tremendous player. They are there. They're, they are in and about. Bio obviously was not available today. That wasn't something that we could that we could go and use. And I think most people who've seen out of the two look at it and go, I would suggest, will look at it and go, start with Bio, hope he doesn't get himself sent off. Obviously, that's you know holding one incident against him, but hey, gross hypocrite as I am. Versus and and, and then bring on Ryovich in the last 15. Something might fall to him in the same way as you yeah. bring on in the same way as you bring on Healy. But but there we are. What, there we are. What's your thoughts, Pete, on James Morris? Personally, I thought he's done all right. I think he's done bearing in mind he's had two games in four in, in uh, two games in four days. The conditions today were horrendous. That would have been a lot of running for him up and down there. Is he perfect? No. Is he the first team choice? No. Is he a contingency player who steps in when the other guy is injured? Yes. And did he do okay for that? Absolutely for me. I don't think he was a I don't think he was a liability. Does he possibly get exposed on occasions? Yes. But you show me most teams who've gone down to Home Park against Whitaker, he's roasted them. There's a reason yeah. why there's a reason why they are shitting themselves down there that Stoke will come in for him with some big money because Schumacher yeah. has left there, gone there, and he's the player that they, they would like. He cost them 1.3 million. If you wanted to compare signings for 1.3 million, I'd probably like Schumacher and I'd take Hard, I'd take Pete? Hardy into the bargain. But where did they take Whitaker from, Pete? A Swansea? Was it Swansea? I think it was Swansea. I don't know. They're looking at him and going. He is possibly, and I appreciate some people will scoff here when, because when we were talking to Aaron from Green and White, lovely guy, tremendous on the opposition view, and he said he is possibly the best player to have played for Plymouth. Now, Plymouth are very happy to be at this level at the moment. It's a nice, tidy ground. It's a good setup. They've got a great catchment, all of that. So they could potentially push on eventually at some point. But at the moment, they're wondrously happy with what they've got. They are absolutely crapping themselves that somebody will come in for him because they know exactly how important he is and he has come on a bomb because at the start of the season, I, I saw him and I thought, uh, yeah, no, not that much. But they had him last season as well. But he took a little, he took a, a few games to condition himself to the championship and then go, yeah, okay, I can do this. And I think today was was a great example of yeah. not, not only what he did with the ball, but his running and his angles off the ball. Because the one thing that I I take as a negative from today, rather than looking at the left back or any anything else, is our passing. We had 60% of the possession and we always play the ball to feet. Always. How many times are we playing the ball to one person who receives the ball facing that and then he turns? They didn't do that. They made wide angles and basically they would play the ball into space and then run on and they would cut through us like that. And I would love us to just add that extra gear. It's not a complaint that we haven't got it. It's brilliant where we are, but we are where we are. And it'd be great to see Valor had that a little bit of that incisiveness that, that they had from their game today, add that into ours. And oh my goodness. They play a, a slightly, well, a very different style to us, Pete, don't they? Because when we're in possession, they don't press at all, do they? 
No. They don't press at all, and they sit in their positions. They're, They're quite happy to take what is conventionally nowadays called a low block, where they sit yeah. very deep. They don't press. They just basically sit off of you and allow you to have to try to open them up in a very congested area. And the more men you pour forward, which is why you got James Morris forward, it's why you had Ryan Andrews coming forward all the time, although that last one is never a bad thing, in my opinion. And therefore, it means you're bringing the players on, and therefore, they are creating space to move and break into so you know yeah it's a way to do it but I don't think you have to be you know you can press at the right time and you can take signals where okay we're now going to sit and you know we're going to sit deep they've got the ball what we're going to do is when we do break out this is how we break out you can have a different gear to go into and I'd I'd just love to see us add a little bit more of that over the second half of this season because if we look at what we talk about Alan came on and 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 so did Rich as well saying look at some of the stuff we're getting to watch this season it's enjoyable I'm engaged it's great And, and I like the team all of these are massive things that you shouldn't take away. But then you go, okay, where do we think? And I appreciate I'm being ambitious on Val's behalf here. He's got from June, because that's when they started the preseason, to the 1st of January. That's what he's done in six months. What do we think he can do in the next five months? I agree. Now, I agree. I, and, yeah. and that might include that that kind of, um, let's see if we can add a, a counter-attacking dimension so that Rich doesn't feel like, yeah, we've always got the handbrake on all the time because we come out and we play to feet and then we turn and then we play and we keep the ball for 60%, but we create a third of the number of shots on target that, yeah. that, that Plymouth does. And it's, and well, it's Plymouth, we, they're yeah. not Real Madrid. Yeah, as we discussed, Pete, yesterday, January's going to be very interesting because we're teetering there, aren't we? We're, we're, we're touching that top six. And I think three, though, though we are both pretty agnostic on whether we want to get in the playoffs or not, I think two or three good additions and there is a playoff place for, for us there. No problem whatsoever. It's just whether we want to roll that dice and what money is available, of course, and what and what. Do can be done, bring it on. But yeah, I'm very happy tonight. I thought that was a really good performance. Very good. So go and have a lovely takeaway for the end of the holiday season is, no is now upon tonight. us. No takeaway tonight. <laughs> Back to work tomorrow. Back Ex- to work well, exactly. Tomorrow. That, that was my point. All right, Jack. Thanks, lads. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Great. Go and have a good night. And uh, yeah, it starts all again. But don't worry, because it's the FA Cup at the end of the week. Hi, this is Marlon King, and you're listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You may or may not be aware, everybody. I'm trying to get a chant going, which is give Reese a chance. I've just seen a, a very good one coming from Melanie WFC. Uh, hot dog, jumping frog, check for dadsy sung to the tune from the king of rock and roll by prefab sprout nice that's got to go that's got to go big that i like that a lot that's got to go big i I think we do need to do do more for the promotion of uh, of real kind of out there 
chance. I think we should come yeah. up with them and really make them challenging and seeing seeing whether or not we can uh, we can do anything with them. My my money is on no, but hey, what the heck? Never mind. <laughs> Let's get to Jason and see what Jason thought of today's proceedings because we haven't had a chat with Jason for a little while. Jason, how are you doing? Good evening, Peter. Can you hear me? We've got you loud and clear. Yeah, welcome to Plymouth. Very oh, soggy Plymouth. It's another Very soggy Plymouth. It's another wet traveller, everybody. Well done, sir. Well done. Excellent yeah. stuff. Thank you very much, and happy New Year to you and Justin and the gang. And you, mate. And uh, yeah, have a good, have a good 2024. If this is anything to go by, we're in for a cracker. Yeah, that was a bit crazy, wasn't it? It was like a basketball match, particularly in the first half. It was just all over the place, but I loved it. It was great. Oh so, yeah, yeah, more of that, please. Thank you very much. You, and uh, goodbye. Do you remember? <laughs> some people might remember this when we played for it was Paul Ince's Reading side at the time, which is probably oh, here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, I'm all I'm always balanced when it comes to Paul Ince. We beat them two 0 and I came back and I was on this and saying, everybody, could you come and cheer me up because that was the most depressing game of football I think I've ever yeah. seen. Remember and we, it well, and we won it. And it was like so much of last season and, and we can go through the managers and all of the stuff and the players and Kieran Davis and uh, Keenan Davis and all this sort of stuff. But today was mind-bogglingly entertaining. It was an absolute bonkers Hollywood blockbuster on speed. And I sorry, I'm just basically eulogizing about it. I thought it was a an absolutely superb game. Yes, yes, with faults all over the place. But that's the idea of football. They basically give you uh, eleven men and a pitch that'll take you fifteen men to defend. So guess what? There's oh, gaps yeah. and there's spaces, and you've got to commit men, etc. But it was fun, wasn't it? It was fun. Um, it was great. It was great. And I understand Richard's point of view, and I, I, I vaguely get it. But at the end of the day, with all things considered, I thought that was a it was a fabulous game of football. Both sides had a right old go at us, at each other. Yeah, we weren't great. First half, Ryan Portis was just all over the place. My God, he was like he was playing FIFA or something. He was just, he was just up and down, out of position, all over the place. But he seemed to get hold of it second half, and I thought he was excellent. I thought the only thing I would slightly agree with Rich, and a slight frustration was, mm-hmm. I thought Ryan Andrews was fantastic, though. But I thought he was fabulous. Really was. That's one of the best games. I've probably the best game he's had in a Watford shirt. And then they took him off. And I thought we lost a little bit with Tom going back to right back. I, I just, we lost a little bit of control. Their left winger who had come on, who hadn't really had a kick, all of a sudden was involved in the game. And I felt we lost it just that little bit in that last five, ten minutes when Ryan Andrews went off. But apart from that, I've got to say, I thought to a man, I thought they were tremendous. Aspria, we talk about the rain. Aspria's come off the pitch to double his weight. The kit is hanging off him. Absolutely. It was a horrible... We were lucky in the away end. I don't know about the other guys that were there, but we were five rows from the front, but luckily the right, the wind was blowing the other way, so we didn't get too wet, but it could have been a lot worse. But what, what a tremendous game of football. And more of that, please. More, more, please. We missed bio today. We missed legs up front. Those of a certain... Those of a certain sort of vintage will remember that people used to moan like hell about certain Ross Jenkins, how rubbish he yeah. was. It was before my time. I, I turned I, when I started to go to the Vic. He, he'd obviously turned the corner with GT. So my, my dad used to tell me stories about how the what fancy basically used to take the piss out of him. Yeah. And so I would say, be patient with Rayovic. I'm having to be patient with him. God knows he pushes me to the very edge of insanity at times. But <laughs> you've just got to be patient with the lad. He, he's all we've got. We bio got get himself sent off. Reese Healy. <laughs> I don't know. He's a good lad, but I, I don't know. There's just something about him. I don't know. And clearly, they don't fancy him. They see him week. They see him day in, day out in training. We we don't. We see him for ten minutes here and there. But I thought Ravis. He did at times. He looked good. He, he made some nice layoffs. He got 
but he got a bit of a physical going over today and he gave a little bit back, which was nice to see. Normally he sort of wilts a little bit, but uh-huh. all I would say is just, we just have to be a little bit patient with the lad. I think this time next year, we'll all be millionaires. No, we won't. But if he's still playing the same way this time next year, then I think it's a problem. I don't subscribe to what Greg says in that I don't think he'll learn. He's a young lad. I think he'll learn. I think all of a sudden he'll just come on. And I just think we just need to be a little bit patient with him. Myself, that's just my own feeling. But the rest of the team, I thought they were great today. Yes, there were mistakes, individual mistakes. You asked about the goals. The, the second goal was right in front of us and Whitaker got lucky. The ball rebounded to him. And then I think it took a bit of a deflection off James Morris, which took it away from Hamer, which was a bit of a shame. But the third goal, which you asked about, that, that we had a beautiful view of that. The guy put it right in the one place, really, that Hamer couldn't get to. It was right up in the corner. For me, we sh- he shouldn't have been. In, he shouldn't have been got in that position in the first place. The, the ball was played over. Portus missed it. Was out of position, and then we're all of a sudden we're, we're linen. But, the, but then Ben Hamer made two fantastic saves in the second half. It's funny because I brought my good lady with me to the home park and oh. actually our lady a good time. Oh, Mrs. Rose, yeah. you lucky thing, you. <laughs> Yeah, but I said, I turned to her and said, there were times where we had all, I felt like we were in control of the second half and yet our goalkeeper made two fantastic saves. It felt like we were in control of the game. We had a lot of the ball, knocked it around, played, knocked it around, lovely. But the end product wasn't quite there. Whereas actually our goalkeepers, but one in particular, I think it was the free kick. My God, what save. Just tremendous. All I would say is someone, I'm sure some of the others that have been here today will come on. Oh, yeah, great. I enjoyed it. I, I, I'm a bit like Justin. I, I, at the end of last season, my bar was so low that all I wanted to do was come away from football matches enjoying it. And I am enjoying it. And I know Rich seems to think that Valerian Ishmael is some sort of safe safe pair of hands that he's trying not to lose. I, I disagree. I think he, 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 he chucked Healy on today when really a little bit too open. So I, I'm loving it. Please carry on. And let's, let's all keep the faith, people. Uh, yeah. As a question, obviously with KM, KMB in mind, who we all now is injured, unable to travel to to, to Afcon. I think that's official. Is that inverted commas? Yeah. Is that inverted no, commas? No, I've made is it official. I've made it official. Trust me, it's, <laughs> it'll only take a moment. I've got a great, I've got a great reputation at FIFA. I'm sure they'll confirm it for me. Is with ten minutes to go, he also bought on Imran Loser. Oh yeah, what was the away end? Because I think that's where you have to take the pulse of this. How did that? How did everybody react to that? Him coming on, and what did we think of his cameo? Because obviously he's not play for a long time he's going to take a while to get into it it was a sort of rather, rather brave move so, to bring him in at that moment in a, such a frenetic game wasn't it it absolutely wasn't his type of game absolutely it, it really passed him by he got a good reception he was the last player to go in after the kicking after the pre-match warm-up yeah and he was the last player to go to go in and he got a good reception from the fans the fans that were Obviously, the players' tunnels right in the corner there yep. by the away fans. Yep. And he got a really good reception. He got a decent reception. So I don't think there's any particular bad blood good. from that point of view. So, you know, I thought he did. The, the game just passed him by, Pete. You could say he looked like a man that hasn't played a game for God knows how long. It, it was, it, it really wasn't his game. And having, I was surprised. So having seen the team today in the flesh, last question, sir, and then I'll let you get yep. on wending your merry way back from, from Devon. Would you rest them? All who were heavily involved today against Chesterfield. I'm thinking mm. Imran Loser, that's a perfect way to get him at least some, oh, yeah. some match timing up, up to speed ish uh, a little bit. Yeah. How many of those would you rest and how many would you retain? And how important is the cup versus the league this season? Bearing in mind, we have been sat in 10th for what seems like 100 years now. I would say I'm a great believer in momentum. 
I'm a great believer in it. Winning breeds winning. I'm a great. Nice. I'm, I'm one of those sados. I'm one of those sados people that always look out for the reserves, the reserve fixtures, because I'm a great believer. If it breeds through the club. Yep. Winning breeds through the club. If the reserves, the under 18s winning, the under 23s winning. First team, it, it, it builds a good atmosphere in the club. I'd obviously like us to beat Chesterfield and I'd like us to play the, the the best possible team. However, I don't. I think it's got to be. It's got to be a mix and match team. It's not going to be Reading last year where it was like it, it was scrabbling through Google going, we'll lose this then and lose this then. And I don't know who this is. I think you're right about Imran Loser. You've got Dan Backman in goal. Um, you've got Siri Alta, Pollock. There are players there that are, yeah, Tom in. There are the serial bench warmers there that can come in and play. And But also, yeah, Reese Healy, I'd like to see Reese Healy get a start clearly. And then you've got the ones you, you mentioned, James Collins, and players like that will be in and around the squad to who who may get halved out. I, I, that's what I would like to see. Of that eleven that started today, I'd be amazed if three of them start. I'd be amazed. Wesley Hoop won't. He, the guy needs a rest. He's played every minute of the season. He needs a rest. But apart from that, yeah, yeah, that, that's my thoughts anyway. Very so. good, very good. Okay, mate, look, you make your merry way back and, and we will crack on. Let's go across to Watf66. I like this. Let me add you in. W-A-T-F, Watford, obviously. 66. Let's see what we can get. Spinning wheel of death, but now on as a speaker. G'day, sir. How you doing? He's on mute. Uh, sorry, boys. Oh, there uh, you, there go. you go. So I am, first and foremost, I'm an anonymous account because our, our fans are sometimes a little bit particular about what things get posted, but I've got two or three points to make today. Oh, far away. Uh, my first one is, first and foremost, we started the season absolutely crap. If we'd have said that we are where we are by the point that we are now, then we'd have all bitten our hands off, right? Cool. Okay. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's completely fair. And if anybody disagrees with that, then they can inbox me and I'll beat them all up. I'm joking, that's a joke. But the second point I've got to make right. is that Mitch Rahovic is arguably the worst best striker in the league. <laughs> oh, now this is going to require a good explanation. The worst no, no, best no, no, striker. Because I like this. Go opinion, for it. Right, so goals for minutes, the geezer's unbelievable. Outside the 18-yard box, the geezer's absolutely awful. But he gives half a fuck. And I think that's the point that I'm trying to make. We were moaning last year because nobody cared. That was always our thing, that the players were just turning up for their money. This year, we actually try. And I am quite happily the club's biggest critic. But genuinely, I would love for anybody to argue against the fact that we actually play as a team this year. Like, we're going to get crap results. We're not the biggest team in the league, but actually the players seem to care. And if I'm wrong, I'd love to hear it. But for me, that is the best value for money draw you're ever going to see today. We Like, yes, the game was crap. Yes, the weather was crap, but it was 3 all. Like, Against a team that beats other teams and against a team that is is arguably... They, they, I don't know what I'm manager. saying. No, no oh, we've gone very quiet there. We've gone mute, on mute again. I think we're having a debate there for some reason. That's fine. Rajevic, his goals to minutes are great. They are. Ironically, because of obviously the number of minutes that Reese Healy has got, they're not as good as Reese Healy. You can take that stat and look at it in one way, but the question has never been, certainly here, what he does when he's in the box, as, as WTF66 there just said, quite rightly. Inside, he's there. Do we have to build a team to completely play to make sure that the six foot three Danish striker can get a tap in every time or can we add to his game because we've been talking about what can be developed he's tried to, we've seen he's tried to do that in the last three or four games I think we're, you're back with us again are you? Yeah no, oh, that's, super. That's, a com- that's a completely fair point so it's, it's the, the, if you take that I know it's a horrendous comparison because he's nowhere near the level but the joke was when we signed him that he was a Danish Haaland 
the reality is that Haaland scores 90% of his goals inside the box. So if you're going to take that comparison, then you need to feed the man as you would. Yeah. But my, my other, and look, so take the strikers aside, because as I say, look, I am our biggest critic, and I genuinely think that we're, we're doing our well. Look, this is the place you can say whatever you feel. Whatever. So my, ne- my next question, and, and this one might be controversial, That's all right. but why on earth do we think that Wesley Hoot is even half decent at football? Ooh, this is a good one. Let's, let's take the goal. Go on in. Right, so, 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 so we've got 150 odd listen. Take the goal, that, which was admittedly an absolute worldie. Let's put that to the left and let's just talk about the fact that nine times out of ten, he cannot find a yellow, white, or blue shirt. The geezer is an ego and he's a mistake waiting to happen. I'd love to know what makes him so great in our side because I genuinely think that yes, we knew we needed a better goalkeeper. That's not a question. We sing about super Ben Hamer in goal, which is great, but uh-huh. reality is Backman and Ben Hamer are both bang average. So we need a new goalkeeper. And in my opinion, we need a half-decent centre-half. If there's any argument to that, I'd love to know what it is on a genuine basis of his footballing ability. Because in my opinion, as someone that goes home and away for far too many years... You started talking about the goal and then you went, you changed to the fact that he can't find a, a, a yellow, white no, or no, blue no, shirt. No, what I'm saying is if we take Wesley... Sorry, let me be clear. Wesley who scored the best goal we've scored this season. I'm not making an argument against that. If you take that goal away from it, why is he so good? Why do we sing it? Why do we shout his name when it gets called out? What is so good about him? Because in my opinion, his favourite pass is a touchdown. I think I'm trying to remember which game. I'm sure it was the Bristol City game where I came in and said it, it was an odd one because the previous game, his diagonal ball switching it out to either Esprit or who or whoever was out there was fantastic. And then in the the Bristol City game, it was a he can ping a ball 45 yards, but he can't pass it 10. So I think that there are there are valid criticisms of how he plays it. But what are you what are you, are you criticizing him though about one of the goals? Because you started talking about no. Sorry. So my point there was the fact that if we take his season as an average you take the goal uh-huh. if you take the goal away he's been a bang average defender and i think we sit and we complain about the fact that the players don't try hard enough but the reality is that right now they all seem to care but we still have a lack of skill application and in my opinion so what i'm saying so, so my, my opinion is that okay so the, the side now i think it's, it's fair to imply there is still a lack of skill application so if you replace the goalkeeper and you sign a centre-half that's good for the level, and the likes of a keeper more up front, for example, yeah. this could be as good as a championship side we've ever seen. So I, I, my question is, why are we complaining about the fact that we haven't made him... I think one of the things... And, and sorry, you're down in Devon. And so, first of all, fair play to you and all yours who went and made a racket. Well done. I think it's fair to say that a lot of the people... I did a, a thing with Wendover and, and Alex, who you may know, I don't know, yesterday on the transfer stuff. And the left-sided centre-back is apparently one of the positions that we are looking at as a club, presumably for cover, I would suggest for Hoot, because he is also obviously captain in the team at this moment in time. He is seen as a senior figure and he's taken a, a, a reasonable size wage in comparison to the rest of the squad because it's all reduced. He's not taking an, earth, an unearthly uh, salary, no, but he's doing a, all right. That's a completely fair comment. So my, my retort to that is the fact that how good was our goalkeeper at captain for the first three months of the season? Uh, we sat here and discussed it a long time and I appreciate no, you're I'm not going to listen to and our first, first point yes, somebody was somebody might be a half decent geezer I've worked with great managers it doesn't mean they're going to get their job No, might the, be a decent bloke on the training ground and around the club but the reality is that if we had somebody there that was competent would be a much better side and that's my question So it was a slightly I, my, different my debate because what we had was a captain who was a goalkeeper and this season the law passed with, with, within the, the league rules rather than the actual laws of the game I should say is that only the captain should actually talk verbally to the referee 
referee and therefore it caused Backman all sorts of problems. We saw him getting booked, herring out a goal at Stoke and I think also at Leicester, which then he ended up getting a second yellow card and all of that. So I think it was a question of who do we give it, who do you give it to, who's going to be reliably in the side nine times out of ten, shall we say. And therefore well, then, then, it probably falls let's to not him. Beat around the bush. In my opinion, and I would like to think that a good three quarters of the away fans that were there today, the only person on that shirt that even did that even slightly deserves the armband. Are we building Jake to Jake Livermore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake Livermore. He is. He is the. He has been head and shoulders our best player this season. And I'm going to. I'm going to return to you. I'm going to return. I'm going to. I'm going to have a little. This is great. This is serve and volley. I love this. This is excellent. I'm no, gonna, please. I, I'm enjoying this. No, time. brilliant. I'm going to turn to you and say, does Jake Livermore need the armband to be Jake Livermore and do, do what he has done? Or, no, 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 and I don't think he does. And that's why I think he is. hasn't got it, because he is naturally, I get exactly what you're meaning. In a way, you've almost got two leaders. One is because he does carry an armband, it gives him a bit more officiating kind of capability. And the other one is giving us, I think, more than we all thought we would even get from Jake Livermore when we signed him. Great pedigree. He's 34. How long did he take to get fit? We're seeing a, uh, a fantastic so, so take my retort. So take my retort with a pinch of salt, right? Go for but it. Go on. Wesley Hoop, to me... Uh-huh. Is that geezer at school that got to play football for the district team? He thinks he's better than he is, and he's not. He, he is a he's backman in the sense that he likes to complain about things that are his fault, and it drives me mad. If the geezer passed the ball to a yellow shirt every time, he'd have half an argument. But I, I like his pass completion over ten yards has got to be as bad as anybody in the league. Lovely. I'm I, no, I'm loving this. By the way, I can't call you WATF sixty six each time. No, I'm, there, I'm there, 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 there is a reason that you can call me Steve. We, we've got we've got a few too many glasses on the fan base for me not to have my real name on the side. That's right. fine, that's fine. From Steve experience. will do. Steve will do. It's just WTF there on the 66 is too much of a mouthful. I'll be, so. back, I'll be back next week, boys. Look, happy new year. Look, reality is we are a better side than we were this time last year. If we had Val in charge last year, this team would walk the league. Jal Padjo in this team would be the best player we've ever seen. My last bit from the conversation you had before is that Imran Loza on paper should be top three players in this league. If we're not going to give him a chance to prove his rights, then fuck him off. But if we are, then we have to get behind him and support him. Happy New Year, boys. Look after yourselves. Last question, Steve, before you go. And also, Happy New Year. Last question. You've got three three centre-backs. You've got Pollock, you've got uh, Porteous, and you've got Sierra Who do you play out of those three? I signed two new ones in January. <laughs> like oh, what a sideways <laughs> glance there. Brilliantly put. Brilliantly done. All right. Lovely. Happy New Year, boys. Thank you for letting me on. Steve, no problem, mate. Have a safe journey back. Have a good time whilst you are out. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.